It's like, all right, I'm with the Birmingham Stallions. We're going to pick you up today in the draft. I'm just like, holy cow, awesome. Like, sweet. <laughs> but, like, the only the only communication was the day of. You know, it's not like I kind of knew where I was going to end up or anything like that until the day of. And then another another funny thing, my, my mom, so, like, throughout the day, I kind of, like, pieced together when the outside linebacker uh, rounds were going to play out because it's actually on day two, the 24th. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably get a call around, you know, one or two. And I get a call like 1.30 and, uh, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And I go to my phone, it's my mom. And she's like, hey, you got drafted. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you got drafted. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, it is mom. <laughs> and And then after my mom told me I got the call from from uh, our coach that they picked me up. So it was, it was that's amazing. Hilarious. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brody Buck with the Birmingham Stallions. I play linebacker, and you're listening to Patriot Sports. Welcome to Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. A sports podcast by regular dudes for regular dudes. We'll give you a break from all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. From high school to the pros, we're talking about it. Red-blooded American. Loud, loud, real, real, and raw. raw. Patriot Sports Radio with your hosts, Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in. Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. It's a light box tonight. Just Chris and I and a guest. We have the pride of Millard North High School in Omaha, Nebraska. Go Mustangs. He won the Class A state championship over there while the National Honor Society member at the same time. He's a business owner, a man of faith, all around good guy, number 40 in the program, number one in your hearts, linebacker for the Birmingham Stallions. Brody Buck, what a name. Brody, welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> That's a football name, if ever I've heard one. Oh, that was a heck of an intro as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I work hard on the intros. I want people to feel welcome <laughs> and, and important. Yeah, no, I definitely, because as a kid, I've heard it as a football name, so <laughs> kind of grew into it. You got siblings? Yeah, I have two sisters. Ah, they're not linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a graduate student still right now at Northwest Missouri State? <laughs> no, I graduated... Um, in December with my uh, master's. You're one of those people that makes me feel lazy. You've accomplished more already than I'll probably accomplish in my whole life. <laughs> no, the, the only reason I pursued even my master's is because uh, COVID hit and our school didn't have a football season. So I stayed for an extra year. Might as well get my school paid for it and get another degree. So He's a go-getter. I mean, <laughs> I may have considered taking a year off. Like, nah, right. you know, get my master's. What did you study? Uh, undergrad business management. And then I got my uh, MBA. Master's Business Administration. Oh, you're all set. Yeah. <laughs> Bearcat Lawns in Maryville, Missouri is in uh, good hands. They got to be making money down there. What made you want to start a, uh, what is that, a landscaping business or a, like a lawn cutting business? It was just lawn mowing. Um, I went to a division two and, you know, we get we get good scholarships, but there's still room to, to make some money. So, you know, the best way to do that is have a job that, you know, doesn't take a lot of time to commit to. 
And so I figured to start mowing some lawns uh, to, to pay for my rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you just, instead of going door to door, you made an actual business of it. Do you have multiple people doing it? Uh, no, it was just me. I just had like every seven to 10 days I would mow probably 10 hours worth of mowing. They don't make they don't make them like you too much anymore. You're like an old school guy. Ten hours that's some Bo Jackson shit. Ten hours of lawn mowing. <laughs> and then you're also well, you were a leader and a speaker at Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It seems like you do a lot of work with um faith organizations and and younger people. Absolutely. Um, you know, faith faith is a huge part of my life and at Northwest by the end of when I was walking out of there. Basically, our football uh, team was like a church almost, you know, like we had Bible studies and leadership meetings and all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it was, a, it was bittersweet leaving there, but it was, it was cool to kind of see some of the faith work that I put in, see some fruit from it in harvest. So. Absolutely. Do you stay in touch with those people? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just got I just got out in December, so it's it's not like it, it was super long oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. still good buddies. Right. Yeah, I got all this I got all this stuff on your on your LinkedIn page. I I was looking at your football stats and then I saw a link to a LinkedIn and and your profile picture on LinkedIn is that's a sweet photo. I wish I looked that cool just one time in my life. And then I <laughs> click on it and it's got this list of oh yeah, he, you know, he just mows lawns and helps kids and uh organizes this and that and you're a camp counselor? Yep. Yep. And uh an organization called Kids Across America. What's that? It's um so Kids Across America is just a Christian sports camp. Um, they kind of aim towards underprivileged kids. They're partnering with, or they partner with another organization called Canacook, which um, they're just kind of like partnering camps. I was down there driving boats, having having kids fly off uh, the tube and stuff like that. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, like kids who have never been on a boat before i kind of pushed the rules a little bit with how fast i could go and stuff like that so <laughs> absolutely they're still talking about that right now there's a kid there's a kid on a playground right now talking about the time he flew off a tube so how's the experience been with all the teams and everybody in one city down there are you guys button heads not too bad yet we have a scrimmage coming up Thursday this this Thursday so I'm, I'm guessing if I were a betting man I would I would bet that there's going to be at least one fight <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no it's it's been good it kind of kind of feels like fall camp with 400 guys so it's like you know we're we're kind of it kind of almost feels like everybody's on the same team because we're all going, going through the same stuff right now yeah it's it's weird there's not going to be any cuts it's just hundreds of guys <laughs> Right. Are you guys all living in the hotels or is there various housing options or what are they doing there? Yeah, there's, I mean, the safest bet is to stay in the hotel, but you know, like I, I found a, I found a rental in about 15 minutes away um, that'll let me only lease for three months, which is, you know, kind of rare to find. So yeah. 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 If you, you can find anything under a year. You're doing good. So how right. are you enjoying Birmingham? Are you getting out at all, or are you just football, football, well, mowing lawns? Yeah, mowing lawns down here. Uh, no, there there hasn't really been a lot of free time, you know, because we have to create a fully functioning team in like two and a half weeks, and then play a season. <laughs> so it's been it's definitely been all football for sure. 
That is wild. For two and a half weeks from here's the defense we're going to run to actually right. calling plays and hitting people live. Yep. Do you, with with do you new think, rules. With new rules. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. By the way, there can be two forward passes and, uh, you know, first downs. Well, it depends what, how much time is on the clock. If we're talking about first downs and clock stoppages and so forth, I'm excited. Right. I was a little too young for the first iteration of the USFL, but we, Chris and I love football. We'll take it any way we can get it. We're, we're excited about the USFL season. We're actually going right. to roll down there. I think in, uh, next week, the 14th. Yeah. We're going to leave. I think the 14th or the morning of the 15th. Sort nice. of drive down to Birmingham, make a whole thing of it. I think it'll be a fun road trip. I've never driven that, that route be before. A extremely long drive for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what Chris drives for a living. So a, a ten-hour, twelve-hour drive is nothing to him. I'm if I drive six hours, I'm done for the day. Right. I drove down from. I'm from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and it's it's about thirteen, thirteen and a half. So. We're at about 12, but we get to go through Nashville. Like, we could take a break there. Nashville's a beautiful city. We got Eric over here who's bought a Bob Barker microphone. We're going to go do some, like, uh, some street interviews, figure out how many people are in love with Brody Buck on our way down. Like, we want to know. If you're not a fan, you will be by the time you leave this interview. That's what we're going to tell everybody. There you go. When we get get down there, you're going to have a fan club. (laughs) Are uh, Are you guys expecting a lot of fans there? Do you see any buzz around the town? getting ready for the season definitely you know billboards and stuff like that um i did i did hear a stat back in the 80s they averaged at the birmingham stallion games upwards of like thirty-two thousand people and so i think we could easily expect you know that average i think i think the town of, or the city of birmingham is pretty excited you know just going into subway or chipotle just hearing people you know get a little bit excited when they hear that i have i play for the stallions and stuff like that Hell yeah, that's a sweet, that's a nice sweatshirt. I'm going to have to get me one of them. Right. right. I've been buying up some USFL gear. We're becoming whole fans. Yeah. It's hard to find right now. It's not like, it's not readily available. I, I, we're right. hoping when we, when we get down there, we can get some swag. And uh, is your parents coming down? Yeah, they'll, they'll be there for sure for the first game. Uh, they'll figure out. For sure. They'll figure out if they're going to come to every single game and how that's going to work out, the driving and everything. <laughs> so if I wind up figuring out how to get a Birmingham Stallions helmet for the studio. Will you sign it for us while we're down there? If I can get a hold of you. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Chris is on a relentless cool. pursuit for an autographed helmet of each team. And I have no doubt he will <laughs> achieve it. Yep. I just go. want my favorite player. I already found my, I already found the Birmingham Stallions. So we're good. <laughs> yep. We got Brody yep. right here. I mean, everybody, all the players we've met have been just great human beings. I mean, you're obviously, you're like a, you're like a Tim Tebow who hits people. So you're pro- if we do this show for 10 years, you might be the best human to grace the airwaves, but you're out there mowing uh, lawns for free. I, when I saw, <laughs> I read all this stuff about you and then I saw that you had a lawn mowing business and I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. He has, you know, kids mow old ladies lawns for free or they're mowing veterans lawns for free, or you have veterans mowing <laughs> old ladies lawns for free or something. Somebody's getting a free lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually mowed my neighbor's yard for free <laughs> <laughs> so you got the you got oh, the yeah. master's degree you're gonna have the successful sports career all these good things you've done in the world and you're only how old are you 24 24 you're gonna do all kinds of more good stuff you should run for office are you gonna be president brody buck <laughs> i'd vote for brody buck that's a ticket i'd vote for 
Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like a guy who's going to fix some shit. Well, I was looking at some of your stats. It seemed like uh, 2018 was your best year. You guys beat, uh, you had a fumble recovery and a win versus Pittsburgh State. You won 31-7, then you beat Emporia 41-0. You had five tackles in that game. Were you just dominating teams in college? And do you expect to possibly win by 30 in the USFL? Hey, I, I hope we can win every game by 30 and, and win the championship the first year. That'd be the goal. So, um, no, in, in uh, college, Northwest is just a great program. Um, you know, they they would surprise a lot of D1 teams. Um, but, yeah, just being like – because in my career, my worst loss was by three touchdowns. Um, and – my freshman year, we won the the national championship, and then since then, I was part of four conference championships. And basically, anything that wasn't a, a deep playoff run was a disappointment for sure. Yeah, everything you touch is trophies. It seems like so, Brody. Kind of, will you kind of walk us through how the draft process happened? Like, did you get a phone call? Did you get a pre-contract and then kind of knew you were going to get drafted, but not sure where? Or how did all that play out and how did it shake out? And were you at home and with your family? Or So right after college, I went to, uh, I went back home in Omaha. I was just working with my dad. Uh, he, he flips houses. And so I was doing that training. Uh, my plan was I was going to have a pro day um, in March and I was talking to a couple CFL teams. I wasn't necessarily on the NFL radar yet. I was kind of hoping to have a good pro day, pro day and then reach that level. And I, my agent at the time was just like, hey, you know, you should put your film into the USFL. And I'm like, okay. Basically, the only buzz I heard about the USFL is that like, hey, it's such a fast time for recruiting. So I was kind of expecting that I would just slip through the cracks being a D2 guy, um, that they've already kind of picked out their, you know, safe bets and stuff like that. And so like recruiting process, when you could start turning your film, I'm not sure when it started, but obviously February 23rd was the draft. And so I didn't put in my stuff till I think the first of February. And so I kind of just, you know, whatever, I'll put it in and just see what happens. And then a week later, I get a call from uh, the one of the breakers, the New Orleans breakers coaches. And he's like, hey, love your film. Um, he's like, I'm going to send you a contract. Uh, which is just a USFL contract. And, you know, if you're on the board, we're looking to take you. And so that was the only conversation I had with him. And that was two, two and a half weeks away from the draft. And so I'm kind of like, wow, this, you know, I'm about to get picked up. This is sweet. And then, uh, you know, the the draft day comes. My dad's like, hey, you don't have to work today if you don't want to. I'm like, I don't want to just be sitting around looking at my phone. Like, I got to, I got to do something. So I was, I was working. We actually were setting up cabinets that day. Um, before I before I left to work, uh, or as I was leaving to go to work, I get a call from a Texas number, and I'm like, okay, I better answer this. And I'm like, hey, hey, Brody, you feeling healthy? And like, there's no introduction, you know, it's just like, hey, you feeling healthy? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, feeling healthy. He's like, do you still love football? I'm like, absolutely, hundred like, percent. Right, well, I'm with, yeah. It's like, all right, I'm with the Birmingham Stallions. We're going to pick you up today in the draft. I'm just like, holy cow, awesome. Like, sweet. <laughs> but, like, the only the only communication was the day of. You know, it's not like I kind of knew where I was going to end up or anything like that until the day of. And then another another funny thing, my, my mom, so, like, throughout the day, I kind of, like, pieced together when the outside linebacker 
uh, rounds were going to play out because it's actually on day two, the 24th. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably get a call around, you know, one or two. And I get a call like 1.30 and, uh, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And I go to my phone, it's my mom. And she's like, hey, you got drafted. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you got drafted. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, it is mom. <laughs> and and then after my mom told me, I got the call from from uh, our coach that they picked me up. So it was, it was That's amazing. <laughs> That's perfect. You get, you're like a, you're a family guy. That's perfect that mom got to deliver the news. We saw the right. cake that she got for you. That was nice. Did you have a whole draft? I got drafted party. Uh, it was kind of like going away, you know, celebration of the draft, but also I'm, I'm leaving like with friends and family and stuff like that. So was it pack your bags next day? We're out the door. Um, no, I, so I, I figured out I was drafted the 24th of February and report date in Birmingham was the 21st of March. So I had a little bit of time to kind of, you know, say my goodbyes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Drink a couple, couple last protein shakes before you head in there. (laughs) So how are the stallions looking? You guys got a squad this year? Oh, absolutely. I'm just excited with all the talent that we have. Like it's like every single day we're getting head and shoulders better. You know, it's like, since we only have this amount of time, like two and a half weeks, it's like every day is like some big jumps of getting better. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun, man. Yeah, the learning curve is steep. You're learning. I mean, you're learning sets and terminology and stuff. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. So, who's your defensive coordinator? Uh, a guy by the name of John Chavis. And what what are you guys running? We're running um, a four three. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of our defense, <laughs> but. Uh, there's four down linemen, and don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give the the Bill Belichick. We're we're hoping to stop the offense. <laughs> Do you guys just play? You guys just play in the backfield. <laughs> we just play yep. in the backfield. That's where hey, we play. I can only tackle what's in front of me. You know, I can only tackle right. what's in front of me. They got some great athletes on the right. other side over there. Yeah, start <laughs> practicing now for when you're. Yeah, you're a Nebraska kid. You know, mowing lawns, putting up right. cabinets and shit. But you're a Bill Belichick guy. He'd love. <laughs> he would love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a Chase Winovich type dude. There you go. We probably duped him. He saw Patriot Sports. He was like, "This is my in with Robert Kraft right here." Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> are these rule changes like the double pass and stuff like that? Is that changing how you're playing defense or is it similar to the defense you've played? You're not really too worried about it. I think, I think the biggest rules, um, the biggest rule change will probably be the uh, onside option where they can go for fourth and 12 on their own 33. That'll, that'll probably be the most interesting one. Um, the forward pass one, it sounds pretty extravagant, but I don't know how much it's going to be used. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically just a screen pass that isn't, doesn't have to be a screen, you know, and, and those, those happen every now and then, but like there's a couple teams that, that have wide receivers that have quarterback ability and stuff like that. So we'll definitely be game planning those weeks and expecting that maybe to happen, but I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a, of a rule change. No. Yeah. I, it's sort of something that I've, I've seen in the NFL, like it's something Stefan Diggs does. He t- sometimes takes a reverse and throws it down the field. Right. You know? 
Right. Who's your coach down there? Uh, Chizik? I got to get all my USFL coaches straight. Our head coach is uh, Skip Holtz. Oh. Who Holtz's kid? Are you kidding me? You're in royalty. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Are you soaking did that she... up like a sponge or what? <laughs> did you see both of us light up when you said Skip yeah, Holtz? Like... <laughs> like you get to stand next to him? <laughs> yeah. It's like you just told us Santa Claus is your coach. Santa that's yeah. awesome. Is it weird that grown men are this big of fans of football? Because <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not out of the ordinary, but it, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> we are huge fans. You know, this guy over here next to me, he wakes up in the morning and bets Japanese football league. And then lays a bunch on a bunch on a bunch of ponies and then hits the dogs and then goes to work. This is how he, this is, that's his coffee in the morning. Yeah. Japanese it's like, football. It's like digital Red Bull. Right. I gotta be able to, I gotta be able to bet on the Birmingham stallions. I don't see too many lines up yet. Well, we don't live in a legal state where FanDuel and DraftKings exist. They have. Right. Them. So on our drive to Alabama, I bet we'll go through a couple legal gambling states. So you get drafted. Mom and dad are ecstatic. Right. You head down there. Did you? Did they fly you down or you said you drove? So you have a car there? Yeah, I drove my truck down. So you get down there. First day of practice. What's that like? Like, is did everybody come at once? Did people trickle in? Kind of go through. Are that they process. staggering the the practice time so you guys can all get on the field? Uh, yeah. So. Um, to answer the first question, we were all like report day was like all 400 guys have to show up on that day. We're doing various like physicals, um, insurance checks, you know, COVID testing. And it was, it was, a, I mean, the check-in process was a good, depending on how, like what time zone or like what, uh, time slot you're in as far as how packed it was. I mean, I was I was checking in for like five hours that day of just going through everything. And then and then the next couple of days were just kind of we didn't get on the practice field until like after two days of being here. We had two two days of just, hey, this is what we're running, take notes and stuff like that. And then we started to get on the field. Oh, that's so. driving you nuts standing around waiting to do shit. You want to you want to get out there and work. Guy right. gets out of How many people want to sit in a hotel? Yeah, exactly. So want to sit in a hotel. I, when we texted, we texted yesterday, uh, me and Brody, and he was like, "Hey, I'll come into the studio. I, I, I don't mind getting out of the hotel for a minute." And I was like, "Man, I really? bet, I bet." <laughs> so, really? so one thing that you said earlier that I've heard from uh, three different players now is that their very first phone call for the, like the original contract was from a guy from New Orleans. Yeah, you remember that, Eric? It's Chase was New Orleans. Yep, the Breakers uh, was are, New Orleans. I thought. I wonder if they're like the ones that bring them in. Or, or do that. He, or the breakers were the ones because he said it was a general usfl contract right so maybe that was the organization that was contacting yeah i don't i i know like uh i know a couple people had different situations but that is pretty interesting that you brought up maybe they're just kind of bringing everybody in and getting everybody to sign and then yeah yeah i want to go back to this work ethic of yours um your dad remodels houses flips houses yep. that's hard work uh, I assume he had you out there working as a young man. Oh yeah, I I have uh I have funny memories like whenever I was just being you know as any child would ornery or or you know getting in trouble or whatever. My pun most of the time my punishment would be getting up early morning the next day and doing some sort of just un unwanted work. <laughs> like go, go scrape 
go scrape cinder blocks. Go scrape the paint off cinder blocks. It's just like brutal. <laughs> That'll make a man out of you. Right. Growing up, my dad owned a heat and air company. Brody, I was right there with you, man. There you go. You're running duck work in an attic or you're digging holes if you effed up, man. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it is. There was no go clean your room. <laughs> it was right. grab a shovel. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks right. at the time, but it makes a solid human being out of you. I think it humbles you to do hard, menial labor. And there's a satisfaction yeah. in it, too. Coming home, like, you know, some cuts on the hands, all dusty and dirty, exhausted. You're like, I did something today. Like, I created yeah. slash made something better today. Do you think right. there's... Because your generation gets a lot of shit about, you know, the millennials are soft and they're lazy and stuff. And we keep meeting guys like you. I mean, is that all nonsense or are you a rarity? I would say, I mean, you're talking to athletes, first of all. Professional athletes. Yeah, professional athletes. Uh, you pretty much have to have a work ethic to be at this level. Uh, and if you don't, you have a lot of talent. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably, in the, you're probably in the other league. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. No, I, I have, uh, it's funny, one of, my, one of my teammates. So at Northwest, um, there was only five guys that, or six guys that were with me as a true freshman and made it all, all five and a half years redshirting and past the COVID year. And so we kind of grew pretty close or whatever. And one one of my buddies, he um, we just talk about the the different the difference in the guys coming in. Like recently, it's just like you you can see even with the athletes, you can see a little bit of a of a different mentality um, that I would say isn't for the better. But also, you know, there's you know that's that's just my old guy take you know what i mean <laughs> yeah a lot of these athletes want to be the ceo of themselves basically yeah and then then with the, the introduction of the whole nil stuff and and all that kind of stuff everybody wants to be sponsored by you know barstool or or whatever just just to look yeah. on instagram to, to see oh wow he's he's something you know yeah Everybody's agent is probably in their ear, but oh, we gotta get this. We gotta call these people. We gotta get. We gotta get views. We gotta get clicks. We gotta get sponsorship. You're right. trending, right. and you're like, right. I just want to knock somebody unconscious in the yeah. a gap. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, are some of the guys there? Do they have sponsor or do they have um, agents? Oh yeah, I had an agent. He was predominantly CFL, and then okay. obviously I didn't, didn't go to CFL and. We kind of had a mutual agreement that if I do pursue CFL, I'd go through him. But we we parted that because uh, you don't really need a, need a uh, representation for the USFL, especially this first year with everybody has the same contract, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, it's a blank contract, right? It's a player's contract. It's the same contract. It's, yeah, it's standard so, every, every single first. Yeah. Next year, are you guys all going to be playing all the games in Birmingham again, or will you be playing in Michigan and you know Houston, et cetera? Tampa. I'm sure I'm sure there's uh you know there's room for this to change, but from what my understanding is next year will be like the first expansion year where, where four teams will go to their prospective cities and uh and then so you'll have four teams here in Birmingham and four teams in their own cities. Is that a one year contract or can yeah. can they move you guys around or how does that work? I have no idea as far as like I know at some point in the season we'll We'll get the opportunity to re-sign, 
And I don't know if that just means like the the general like your signs of the USFL, and then they'll do a redraft or something. I don't know if they're like you're gonna stay on the same team. I honestly like I'm I'm in the dark in that, but uh, I know we'll we'll have an opportunity to re-sign at some point in the throughout the season. Nice. So I know you're you haven't been cut yet, so you haven't really pounded on Alex. But how does he look throwing the ball? Is he spin it pretty good? Yeah. Where did he go to college? I'm not for sure where he I think was. he went to Central Florida, but he spins that ball pretty good. And I, but I know you guys can't get after him, but does he look pretty good? You, you you feel good about the offense? Yeah, he looks like a stud. He looks like he'll be able to lead our offense for sure. He's, he's a, you know, everything you want in a quarterback, tall, athletic, good arm, makes his good progressions and stuff like that. So he'll, he'll definitely be a problem in this league for sure. And I, I actually found out he was born in Omaha. Like his oh his really cadence, his cadence is is just like Peyton Manning Omaha Omaha. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first thing I met. I met him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, where are you from?" I'm like Omaha. He's like, "Oh, I was born there." I'm like, "Oh no, no way, man." Usually, people just think Omaha is like a freaking farm town in Nebraska, and I'm just some hillbilly or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Omaha quite a bit. We do. We, I. I. That's part of my territory. I take care. I do HVAC. I do commercial HVAC, and Omaha is part of my. So I get to drive down there. Council Bluffs, Omaha, all there. Cool. Yep. So this coach, do you did you know much about him at all? Either coach, I know. I just knew that uh, our defensive coordinator coached in the SEC for a long time. Uh, he was. Yep. He was at Tennessee for like twenty two years. Went oh, to A and M, and then he was at LSU when they won it. So he coached like the Honey Badger, and, and he coached Miles Garrett. He coached some some other you know huge Stunts. names. Yeah, um, he was also at Arkansas. But I just like going in, I'm like, oh wow, this guy's a you know really long SEC college resume for sure. So I know you haven't been there long, but are you soaking it up like a sponge? I mean, how's that going? You learning from other guys? Yeah, that's that's one of the the coolest things is you know the the guys. I mean, this league is a league of just guys who grind. And who are just like commits their dreams and are not taking a no for an answer and just continually grinding. Um, so it's just cool being around guys like that. And then also just getting some perspective, just some knowledge from some of the veterans. Like there's some guys that are that are, you know, pushing 30 who who played you know, years and years in the NFL um, that gives mm-hmm. me and some other people just some very valuable uh, tips, which is I've appreciated a lot. That's gold nuggets, man. Right. Wow. Because, I mean, that's obviously where you want to play to, right? If you, you want to improve and, and have a shot. Right. I, right. I'm sure that's everybody. Well, we yeah. got really excited about, obviously, spring leagues have been kind of uh, clunky, maybe is the word. I don't yeah. know, Eric, what, what you would call what the spring leagues have been leading up to this. But I, I can't remember when it was announced that Fox was involved. Once Fox right. got involved, we got really excited. We're like, this is it's got some legs now. These guys might right. play two, three, four seasons. And that's when we were like, let's just really get behind this. How do you guys feel? Have you guys chatter not not at practice, but at uh, at Chow and all that? Have you guys talked a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a lot. I mean, a lot of these guys that are here have played in either the XFL, the AAF, or the Spring League, um, so they're familiar with kind of how how this should go, or at least has gone. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of along the lines of what you said, I think is a mutual understanding of just like, man, this this one kind of feels like it's going to stick around. You know, so it's pretty encouraging to be a part of this, you know, the first season and everything. And so it's definitely fun in that regard. It feels different. 
Brody, it really does. It feels like this might just stick around. It, it, I, there's a space for it. Yeah, it I think there's can. always been a space for it, I, but I think this one's got legs and, and we're excited. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We were talking to, uh, we were talking to our buddy XFL Jim the other day. He's a big USFL fan. And he was talking about his worry that it, that it will become like the NFL G league in that somebody who's at the top of the USFL would rather be on an NFL practice squad than be a USFL star. And he's, he's saying, you know, I'd rather they'd want to be a USFL star over a, over a practice squad NFL guy. So to make it its own, its own self supporting thing. Yeah. Um, obviously right now, the, the biggest thing that, uh, is, is different is the contracts, (laughs) Um, you know, so like you, you still, you still want to take the practice squad cause you, you're making a good amount of money. Um, but I think it does like the USFL does have the opportunity to compete with like exactly what you're saying. Would you rather be on practice squad or would you rather go ball out in the USFL, um, and actually get a play rather than just being predominantly special teams or predominantly, you know, backup and stuff like that. So definitely has the opportunity to go there. I don't know about this first couple of years. But, you know, if, if it does grow, it absolutely could. Yeah, I think maybe with these contracts, it's an indication there. Just let's see how it goes. But they right. seem prepared to really promote the shit out of it. Like I see, you know, what they've been doing with the with the videos and the release of the teams and everything. Have you been stuck in, you know, shiny light up hallways flexing for a camera with a football in your hand for half a day? I see a lot of videos of guys no. doing that, standing around waiting to get their picture taken. Right. Uh, we had our media day a couple of days ago, um, and you know there, there, there's like there's a couple other guys that that had to go through. You know exactly what you're saying. I just I kind of snuck through and did, did what I had to. Um, <laughs> they're kind of going. They're kind of like if you had a following before this, they're going to use that. Um, you know, like if you're like a NFL drop down or something like that, they're going to use that. Uh, I guess notability or, you know, and just kind of notoriety. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That was my next question was, are they, are they letting you guys, or did they give you a, did they give you a marketing briefing or a marketing meeting where they were like, Hey guys, we want you to blah, 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 whatever that would be. Yeah. The first thing they said is don't do interviews with random guys in their basement. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Well, thank you. Uh, rule breaker that's a linebacker yeah, yeah. <laughs> no they they gave us you know branding marketing um just different like an, an, another pretty interesting thing that usfl is doing is they're offering if you were if you're in the usfl this year i don't know if they're gonna do it continually but you they're they're partnering with like two different colleges that you can get your degree masters or whatever and they fully pay for it which is pretty pretty interesting well that should be out there they should be saying that. that's like a full right. that's a full ride yeah right i think uh i don't i don't know a lot of guys will take advantage of it like i'm not going to go back to school i already have two degrees well yeah i mean you got your master's <laughs> right there, there's some guys that maybe you know left school early to get drafted or, or in situations like that where like it would make sense to finish their degree 100 percent, especially if they had some uh if they maybe had some people that were a little too excited about maybe coming out of coming out of school <laughs> and, and, and jumping in the yeah. draft and then they didn't get drafted yeah. and now they're kind of stuck right. this would be a great hey. opportunity here yeah so when you say that you say let, let's say you go uh play for a couple years in the usfl do you 
are did they are they saying that you need to use your um that that uh, scholarship then or does it carry over can you use it later um my understanding is if you start it it either i mean there's like three start times you start it this year you can you have it for the rest of your degree that's phenomenal they need to talk about that that marketing will draw fans in people love that I, yeah. I love that. That makes me love it more. Yeah. Absolutely. That's They should be saying that. I don't, or maybe they're like, hush, hush, in case we can't. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> Scott's Todd. Hey, USFL, what you going to do? What you going to do? Make our dreams come true. USFL is standing up there like, have you ever done something really stupid? <laughs> they gave us a ticket to the... G League game that's right across the street, and it's a it's a playoff G League game. So, well, you get over there. Um, thank you for joining us. This has been awesome. Uh, we're gonna be down there. We'll hit you up. We can have some lunch or something, maybe if you're not taking pictures of yourself or knocking people unconscious, <laughs> doing TikTok <laughs> dances and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We'll uh we'll all do a TikTok dance together where we just throw a phone on the ground and smash it. I need all helmets up there, all the way yeah. across. Yeah, all the all the USFL. Have they said that they're going to be selling swag down there or what? Hopefully, um, I'm sure they are. Surely they will. I don't know. It's interesting because like this, there's there hasn't like they're obviously not doing not sponsored by any brand or anything. So it, it'll just kind of be like get whatever looks good. You you won't be getting like the Nike stallions. It's just like sure. you're going to get whatever looks good down here. You know. Love it. Right. So where can people find you on the interwebs? What are your uh, socials? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm on Instagram, at Brody Buck. Very simple. I uh, I have a LinkedIn, but I, y- you guys have read it, but I haven't updated it in a while. So maybe I'll go ahead and do that. Phil <laughs> <laughs> says I'm a student in Northwest. Uh, yep. Right. <laughs> Wikipedia's for rookies. I go to LinkedIn. <laughs> right. Right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks to uh, all the people listening. We'll be back on Saturday. This is where Chris tells me to say Chris kicked the outro music. He likes that. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.